0: How many enjoyed the Red Letter Challenge thus far, if you've got your book, if you haven't got your book, if you've been watching some of Joe Don's online, if you've been going to one of the house groups, the Red Letter Challenge, how many has been impacted so far by the challenge? Amen. I know I have, um, just all week long. Uh, Literally, you can feel yourself getting closer to Jesus, and not just in words, but in Deeds and in action, and it's a wonderful thing when we um, are impacted by Him that it is not um, wishy washy or not a facade, but it is truly Christ who is impacting our lives and bringing us to a place of. Uh, Beautiful creation that he created us to be. So I have my jacket on today just because um, I wanted to, really, basically. So it's just simple as that. It's because I wanted to. And sometimes you ought to get to do what you want to do. Amen? Amen? How many likes to do what you like to do and want to do? It's just just more fun to get to do what you want to do. Whether others like it or not, whether they feel it or not right? Sometimes people just don't feel it. It's like, you don't got what I got. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's just an awesome day to be in God's house and uh, see so many people. And uh, we have people from way far away. (laughs) Uh, We could do like they do, like at uh, some of the events you go to, they ask who drove the farthest or flew the farthest and all that. or somebody here from very far away on the back row. We welcome you. Stacy's here with us, and it's just beautiful to see um, them from way far away. Um, the Red Letter Challenge is a book that we did a few years ago. And um, as a church, when we did this, it... Um, impacted our church in a way um, that caused exponential growth, really, truly, that um, it still dumbfounds me today to see the peaks and the valleys of ministry as some of you have been here for a long time with us at the church. Some of you have been here a few weeks. Uh, some of you have been here a few years. Some of you is here before I was here, and that's okay. But ministry um, is something that Jesus left us with. He said it was more beneficial to the earth that he would leave and go back to heaven than for him to stay here. Think about that statement. It's to your benefit that I go away, he told his disciples. For these things I have done, greater things shall you do. Not the same things, greater things. And when you think about that, what is those greater things? What could be greater than walking over to a tomb of somebody that's already been buried, the funeral's already had, they're already in the tomb, and Jesus walks up and says, Come forth, Lazarus. And he comes walking out of the tomb in his grave clothes. Greater things shall you do than these things that I have already done. Think about the mother and father that come and found Jesus and found him in the crowd and said, you've got to come and, and my baby's there and really sick. And the people come behind and said, there's no use now. She's already gone. But that didn't stop Jesus from walking over to their house anyway and saying, I'm coming to your house. And he said he cleared the room because there was people, mourners up there, that was screaming and crying over what had happened. And Jesus walked in the room and told, Talitha, come forth. And whenever she woke up, it was a beautiful thing to the community. What greater things do you think is possible by God through you? And we can list so many more things, the man with the withered hand, and just miracles after miracles after miracles that you see in Scripture. The Roman centurion came to him and said, My servant is sick, almost unto death. And Jesus said, Okay, I'll go with you, and I'll go meet him where he's at, and I'll pray with him, and he'll be healed. And that wonderful Roman soldier said, I'm a man of authority, I'm like you, I have authority, I understand what authority is, and you don't even have to come to my house, all you can do is speak the word, and he'll be healed. And scripture says, "As the guard went back home, and he he found out that the very hour, the very moment that Jesus said, your servant will be healed, was the moment he was healed, even though he hadn't got back home to see it yet. What do you believe today? What limits are we placing on God? Do we limit him? According to our little box that we like to place him in? Here's the Jesus I like, here's the version I like. He's the God of the impossible. He's the God that makes a way where there seems to be no way. So whatever you're facing in this place today, I want you to walk out of this place with a trust and a belief that there's nothing, nothing impossible with God. And as we read these red letters of Jesus, it brings that belief into us that we cannot drum up ourselves. When his words leap off of a page and go into your spirit, part of your being, and become truth, and it lodges in your heart, there is something dynamic that happens in that moment where you just say, yeah, but God. And the challenge... Is a challenge. We said that last week, and you know, there's a lot of part of this sermon that I'm probably not going to get to, and that's okay. I'm not going to worry. I told you last week, I'm just not going to worry anymore. (laughs) So I was thinking about, you know, because we went through last week, we started the challenge, we went through this week to kind of learn in the overview and the 30,000 foot view and now we're going to get down in the weeds and we're going to get really into what it is and this week It's about being being <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say you're a fine specimen of a being You're one fine specimen of a being <laughs> What'd you say I knew that, is that what you told him Brittany <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, yeah, it's that's, that's all good. <clears throat> Leslie and I was blessed last night that uh, a very wonderful couple of our church invited us a couple weeks ago, and they wanted to go to the Tough Man Contest, and they invited us to go with them, and we went last night and was out about midnight. That's the best thing to do when you got to preach the next morning is uh, <laughs> be in Huntington early in, in the early hours, but went up there and there's there's some specimens there, but I don't know about uh, <laughs> fine looking specimens or not, <laughs> but it is so much fun to get a go and and watch people um, get in a ring and do something and not just be a spectator but a participator amen, amen. and as I was thinking through this, and I've been pondering all week and Jesus has sent people in my pathway this week that caused me to think some things about being. And last night as I was there and sitting and watching some of these people that probably didn't deserve to be in the ring. Right, Danny? There's probably some there that didn't deserve to be in the ring. But they're in the ring. Some of them didn't last long. Some of them walked away with bloody noses and bloody eyes and... It was tough, tough to watch. <laughs> Some of them was tougher than I expected them to be. They get in the ring, you think, man, they're not going to last long. And next thing you know, they beat up the other guys. Like, you can't tell by looking what's going on. But being, according to what we're going to study this week, is doing. But the being is doing what you're told to do. And I. You know, we all sit outside the ring, and as spectators, it's easy to go to a tough man contest and say, well, if I was in there, I'd do this, and I'd do that, and Mike Tyson said, well, that's all well and good until you get punched in the nose. You can have all these plans, and you can have these visions and these epiphanies of how you're going to box, and yeah, I'm going to do this. They don't just stand there. It's not a punching bag. It's something that hits back, and sometimes that hit is hard. To get to see people, and and these are not, you know, they're not going to be on ESPN, and there's not going to be highlight reels, and they're not going to make YouTube forever, and it, it's just one of those things that you get to witness people, normal, everyday people, get a chance for a moment to even, per- maybe it's pretending, I don't know if it's pretending when you get punched in the nose, but it's, it's like they get in a ring, just like, you know, watching something on TV, and. Pretty awesome to get experience, everyday people in the ring. And Leslie was so proud last night whenever they finally called the name of Mr. Manning from Garrison, Kentucky. And there was people in front of us from West Virginia and all, Ohio and all over. And Leslie's there, woo! And she can't even talk right now. She doesn't have a voice left. But G-Town, baby, yeah, Woo! the guy in front of us, he turned around and he said, I've never heard of that place. (laughs) I thought the whole world knew Garrison. Come on, man. But the beautiful part of that is, is I remember uh, the Manning boys coming, and when Leslie and I first came to pastor this church, that there was couples would go downtown, and they would pick these kids up on the bus, and they'd bring them here. And Sister Joanne would go in the back room back there and have children's church with them. And, and that little boy that's in the ring boxing has heard a whole lot about Jesus. I know that's a fact. And the Manning boys know who Jesus is and they know what's possible because they've sat in these seats that you're sitting in. And they've heard from Sister Linda Sarton preach messages from this pulpit and tell them do what God's called you to do be who God called you to be and on the way home after I I think he won two rounds or three and got finally got beat there in the one but he he put up a good fight and he stayed in in the ring but it was it was pretty brutal the last bout he was in but getting to see an everyday kid that probably has big ambitions and big dreams, and climb up in the ring and swing some gloves is a pretty awesome thing. But you get a B. Your being is limited by your willingness to get in the ring. Your being is limited by your willingness to get in the ring. And Jesus didn't ask us to be spectators. He asked us to be participators. And when he called his disciples and said, come follow me, he didn't say, come watch me. He said, come follow me. Because when they was following him, guess what they began to do? He sent them out two by two and go into a city and preach about these things as I do. And when you lay hands on the sick, they will be healed. That's what he told them. Go into a city. When you go there, if there's any sick, lay hands on the sick and they shall be healed. Cast out devils. Come on, somebody. This is what Jesus told his disciples to do. And they did it. And it says they were amazed that the things that was happening, because they did what he told them to do, they were amazed that it was also happening through them. It's one thing to watch Jesus do it, but whenever he tells you to do it, it becomes a whole different thing. And I think Jesus today has encouraged us, if we're going to be something, be it. Get in the ring. Stop sitting back and telling what all you would do and how you would do it if you was in charge and everything else and all this. Get in the ring. Put the gloves on. Let's duke it out. Because life's going to punch you in the face. Come on, somebody. It will. It'll just punch you in the face. You don't see it coming. That's Okay. At least I'm in the ring. I am being who Christ called me to be. And people have asked me this morning, you know, when I first walked in, I was like, what are you doing with that jacket on? Which Todd and Jennifer the luckiest ones. They was the one getting out of the car when I got out of the car. And wherever you drive to church by yourself, you can do whatever you want. And yeah, it's pretty pretty nice. It's kind of, it's really cool. It's It feels really cool to wear too. I mean, it's, just awesome kind of. And I said, Well, I'm just God's gift to And Then I right, that's the kind of who I am. I'm just why are you wearing that. I'm just wrapped up. I'm just God's gift to and That's who I am. <laughs> <laughs> but our ideal of ourself is not like I said a minute ago, it, it limits us. Because if we got a perception of myself that I am a failure, guess what you're going to do? I believe in positive thoughts. I believe in positive thinking. I believe Jesus didn't walk up to those situations thinking, I wonder if this will happen. I think he walked up saying, you don't know what's coming. This is fixing to get unreal for you because of what's getting ready to happen. They didn't know it. Mary and Martha... One was cooking. One was worshiping Jesus' feet. One was so busy with all the activities. One was doing nothing but worship. And Jesus, there's there's a whole story and there's a whole sermon about that. One's doing one thing, one's doing the other. And they was conflicting with each other and they was mad at each other and they was just bothered by each other that why is she in there cleaning? What's going on? Why is she only in there worshiping his feet? But the greatest picture in that story is We both need to be doing that. Mary, worship for a little bit, and then go clean some dishes. Martha, worship some dishes. But guess what? You need to be at his feet sometimes. And that's the part about this being that it's teaching us if we're going to be what he intends for us to be, we have to be with him to do what he has for us to do. And in this whole sermon, it goes throughout from Zach's perspective is is that whoever you're around is who you'll be. You know, there's many things, many different statements on that and little quotes of show me your friends. <laughs> yeah. Be careful who your friends are. But I want to be somebody. Don't you? Don't you long to be somebody? Not that you stand up in front of people. This wasn't what I longed to be. I assure you that. All through school, I've told you before, I was, I was scared to death to say two words in front of people if there's more than one person there. I'm not a public speaker. <laughs> I, this, I, I still don't even get it. There are so many more people that's way more qualified, that's had a lot more training than I've had, but some reason, Jesus told me to do it. And it's not comfortable. You guys understood that a few months ago. Some of you got up here. Some of you comfortable. Some of you weren't. But it's uncomfortable. still is. And I don't want to ever lose the fact that it's uncomfortable. Because I don't want to be me here. I want to be him. And I hope and pray whenever we walk out these doors that people understand that Jesus met me today in this place. And I feel him in the room. Isabella, you led us in worship. And as we were worshiping, you could feel and sense Jesus impacting people's lives in this room. I believe that's true. And I'm so proud that our teenagers are willing to stand up on this stage. A few months ago, a bunch of them was up here, the youth group, and leading in worship and leading in sermons. I'm so proud Of what Jesus does through us. As a group, as a team, as a body of believers. But sometimes, I want to be somebody someday. One of these days I'm going to break these chains, right? It's a good song. I can't sing it, but it's still a good song. But in wearing this jacket, it's like it allows me to clothe myself that every day's Christmas. How, how many likes Christmas? I just love Christmas. Christmas is awesome. You get to give. There's, you can give all year long, but there's just something special about Christmas. And I told you all I was going to do special things this Christmas, and I was able to do that. That God put me, in, and it wasn't what I expected. I told you to be random about it and just at will. When Jesus told you to move, move, and I, I, I got to go in several restaurants and and buy gift cards for everybody in the restaurant. It was just so much fun to walk in a place like Moe's and. A lot of young kids in there making burritos, and me going to eat a Joey bag of donuts and just have a good time. Amen. And walk in there, and those kids are there, and it's all just so happy and spunky. It's Christmas and joy in the room. And and I walked up through there, and I I was going to buy my co worker's meal and to just be a blessing to him. And I got up there to the cash register, and and I was standing there, and the girl at the cash register she said, uh, "What, what, What do you Here it is. Do you want a cookie? What do you think? Does it look like I like cookies? (laughs) Yeah, give me a cookie, absolutely. Well get him one too. So I just got him a cookie too. And next thing you know, she says like twenty one seventy six. I said, Well that ain't enough. She's like, Well, that's what it is. I said, I don't care what it is, that ain't enough. Because when I was standing there, I knew that was my place. And God sent us there that day by accident, and it it, it was a chore to get there because my buddy, we pulled in and pulled in the wrong end of the building down there and parked by Penn Station. You know where I'm at in Ashland right there by Penn Station? And get out of the truck, and already made our plans, we're going to Moe's, and walking down through there, and some guy comes out of Penn Station, and my buddy, he's oblivious to where he's even at. Anybody got friends like that? (laughs) He, he, don't know, he don't know what's up, man, I'm telling you. And, and and the guy come out of Penn Station, opened the door, and held it open. Anthony's there, and he's just like, okay. He, he walked in Penn Station. <laughs> I was like, what? we're not going in. What are you doing? So I just stood outside waiting on him to get it. I love him. He's just like that. He just, (laughs) strut right in there. He's like, okay, we'll just eat Penn station. I I said, no, I ain't either. We're going to Moe's, baby. We're going to Moe's. I've got beans on the brain. I'm going to Mose. And I stood there and finally the guy held the door open and was looking at me like I was the fool. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? I'm being who I am. I'm I'm being, (laughs) right? So, and finally he's like, what are you doing? I said, well, he we was going to Mose. I don't know what he's doing, but I'm going to Mose. <laughs> and uh, the guy said, hey, uh, he said you was going to Mose. <laughs> I'm sure the Penn Station people like, them neighbors, I don't even like that restaurant anyway. It's Christmas. So finally, he comes out of there, and then we mosey over to Mose and walk in. How many loves going into Mose? Anybody ever been to Mose? What do they say? Welcome to Mo's. And they try to be happy about it. I don't know if they're made to be happy about it. I'm sure they are. It's probably part of the routine and the thing you sign where you become a Mo's employee. Everybody that walks in, you got to say, Welcome You guys aren't are very enthusiastic. Come on now. What do they say when you walk in that restaurant? Welcome to That's still, that, <laughs> you, you're weak. You're just weak. I'm just putting it there. Don't be weak. Be strong. Be passionate. Be encouraging. So, one more time. What do they say when you walk in that restaurant? Three, two, one, go. Cornsy, you didn't do it. You got to get in the ring, buddy. Put the gloves on. We're getting in the ring. Love you, Cornsey. He's an excellent staff at a restaurant nearby. Um, but what if everybody walked in shortstop, you, you screamed that out? welcome to shortstop, <laughs> nobody else in there doing it, <laughs> pull up the drive through at Giovanni's in Vanceburg down there, welcome to Giovanni's, screaming out the window, and you'd be like, what are they doing, but your expectations is when you walk into Mo's, you know it's coming, so if you've never been there, you'll get it when you go, but I, I love that, don't you, I just love it that and wouldn't it be encouraging to have a church building where that we come in and Joe Don ain't only one standing out there by the door, welcome to the bridge. <laughs> Why are you by the door, Joe Don? I don't know. I'm just welcome. Everybody comes in. Just having a good time. Might as well have a good time. You're going to be here, right? What well, if we come in and sit down and when the person comes in and sits down beside of you, just automatically, we wouldn't wait for the service to start and we wouldn't really uh, be like all that. And we'd be sitting there and be like, man, welcome to the bridge. So glad you're here. You want a Joey bag of donuts or what, what do you want? You know, coffee? Can I get you something? What if we would serve our fellow man like those people do? So I was standing there at the cash register and I said, That's not enough. She said, I, Put your card in the thing and go on through the line, sir. <laughs> not happening. I, and I was standing there and I was like, Well, what's these? I said, can I buy everybody's lunch first I said can I buy everybody's lunch here they said we get our lunch for free <laughs> if you work here you eat here so that's awesome that's good stuff right man what a restaurant just eat whatever you want work eat that's awesome I said well that's just wouldn't be right I can't buy your food if you've already get your food bought so I was standing there and they had those gift certificates I was like oh yeah I said what's these she said gift certificates I said can I get some of them she said yeah I said, well, how many people works here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And one guy standing there washing dishes, he's like, I'm the manager, you you don't have to get me. I said, do you own the place? He said, no. I said, well, I'm getting you. You can like it or lump it, but you're taking one. And I had her to put money on every card, But that's where Jesus told me when I was standing in that line that I knew, here's my moment. Here's my time to get to be a blessing. These young kids that just out there working, I'm so proud of young people working. Amen. I love this church because it's full of people that just go out and work through the week and just give and just... Be who Christ created them to be. And it's just so beautiful to see. And Ernie said there a few weeks ago, he was over at his house at Christmas, and he said, I've never seen a church with so many young people that work. And they go out and do things. That they are being who Christ called them to be. They work in ministry. They work. They they just do everything that God calls them to do. They be who they call them. Oh, Dennis is pointing out, Ryan. he's laid off right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I knew something was up there. Yeah, he's laid off right now, but yeah <laughs> Nothing wrong with a good layoff when you're in construction. They're pretty fun, really. I've been there. Um, but as I did that, it just and, and my coworkers like, "You know, because you know, give away money." And I did another place, too, that I went in, and it just felt like I was supposed to do it. And I emptied my wallet and gave it to every person working there. And it's just everywhere I went, I could just, over and over, that God would allow me in the moment to know who to bless. But they would all come over. And they, those kids come out from my counter and walked over. And one older guy that I, had to be up in years, way older than me, and I'm up in years, he's way older than me. And he walked over and he gave me a fist bump. Thank you, man. Little girls come over, kind of teary-eyed. and Thank you so much, sir. I'll bring my friend back tonight, and we'll eat. But the blessing of being able to give, and that's one of the farther lessons we'll learn later on, but it's who I am. But that didn't just happen in me. It was because my mom taught me and raised me to be a giver. I have to give. I can't help but give. And I don't care if my wallet's empty as long as God's will and mission is fulfilled. I want to be a blessing. And in being that, that is part of being, is doing what God's called you to do. Not everybody's called to do that. Not everybody's a giver. Some of you are hoarders. Come on, somebody. Hoarders. Leslie says I'm a hoarder. Maybe I am. Some things I don't want to get rid of, like this jacket. <laughs> it's just awesome, ain't it, Dennis? But sometimes, uh, dream dreams that are bigger than your capabilities. Can I say that again? That's a tweet. If somebody's online, you've got your Twitter handle. Tweet that. Dream bigger dreams than your capabilities. And you might look foolish. You might look like those kids in a tough ring, a tough man contest last night, and doing something that didn't look like those. And like Leslie was making fun after we got to coming home, and she said, "Well, I seen where uh, Manning boy posted back in December. Anybody want to spar?" So you had about two or three weeks worth of sparring to get ready. You need more training than that. But so what? If you only got three weeks, get in the ring anyway. So don't let Jesus not accomplish his mission because you don't have enough training yet. Do something. Be in the moment who he called you to be. So this jacket is really awesome. And it, it has buttons, but they're really fake. It's, it's Velcro. It's... You know, it's kind of like some ties, bow ties, you know, people get the Velcro. I love Velcro, so. How many likes good Velcro? That's, that stuff's just awesome. Man. It's like zip ties and duct tape and everything else are just awesome. It's just like, you know, old-timers didn't have it. And I, I like some good Velcro, but this thing's got this little pack in here. <laughs> and if, if this don't take it to a whole new level, I don't know what will. I mean, if that, come on now. The people in line, they don't care here. What about you? Rita's sitting there watching us this morning. And I'm sure she's in love with my jacket. I can imagine her now. Yeah, yeah, go on, Pastor. But, man, it just makes you feel like, wow, what a day. What a glorious day. And I just feel so good in this jacket. It's just encouraging. It's just like, wow. I'm God's gift of man. <laughs> not really. So this jacket is like a cover-up though, some sometimes, right? Look at Roro. She likes my jacket. It's pretty awesome, ain't it, Roro? But <laughs> Velcro snaps and all. Fake glitter. Not sewed together really well. You gotta be careful wearing it. The arms mm. might fall off it or something. But... But, but it's still pretty cool, but sometimes we as Christians on the outside try to put on something like this To appear a little more flashy than what's inside of here Is there anybody guilty this will be a good time to raise your hand, and I hope everybody in here raises your hand Because if not you're gonna be lying I, I just, it just feels good wearing it anyway, but sometimes we need to just take off the facade, right, and and just let it be what it'll be. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to turn my jacket off. I didn't want to wear my batteries out. That's why I didn't have it flashing the whole time, but I just wanted to make sure you understood it does have lights, but so I'm going to take this off. And, It will. It's that's why I hung it over here to make sure I got guards. We got armed guards in the back ready, prepared to defend my jacket. But um, so I got this shirt on. It's probably too little, but I wore it anyway. And why do you care to say what this shirt is? Simply awesome race shirts. Anybody know what it is to be a simply awesome race shirt? Team impact, baby, <laughs> right? David, David knows what it is. Todd knows what it is. It's it's applying to his boys with a job. That's simply awesome race shirts. But I got this because you, you know you, if you go to Jamie and M, they have their race team out here, the C Seven, right? And Kenny's been racing since I was a baby. I remember Mom and Dad took us to Southern one time, and Kenny Christie racing old cars and. And uh, I, I've seen it a long time, went to school all my life with, with Jamie, man. Joe Don was just, that's he's one of our classmates and peers and all that. And, and uh, you go to the race party. They have a race party to raise money, so they can race. And uh, we usually go over and volunteer with the race party just so, one thing, you get a free shirt. It's kind of like the Sportsman Alliance thing. You get a free shirt. That's why you volunteer is going to get a free shirt. Been there, done that, right? So this is my... I've been there. i, I volunteered. I, I served on his committee, on his race team, and it's doing nothing but standing there selling tickets. You might be at the front door greeting people. You might be getting food to people. You might be doing anything. There's a lot of different things you can do, but you get a shirt, and it's pretty awesome. And it's awesome to be that spectator and just, whoa, look, and watch, watch Kenny go around the track. And All my life, it's like, wow, that's just cool. Watching, Man, that's, that's, that has to be exhilarating. So a few years ago, called Amy and Earl, Leslie ended up with a late model. She was racing the Ernie's old uh, Toyota, and next thing you know, we made a trade with Earl so his boy could have my truck. Man, it he tore that, th- that didn't last long. I, I had it for years and washed it and just clean and buff and washed the windows and and Landon got it, and the next thing I know, I was watching him go through town one day, and the bed was leaning like this. I was like, what? No, that's my truck. But teens will be teens, right? So let it be. So Leslie got that light model, and it's like, she's down there taking pictures with it, the selfies, you know, the kind you hold the camera up here and do that kind of stuff. And uh, took the pictures. And the next thing you know, we got it home, she's like, she sat down inside of it, and she said, I can't, I'm not driving that. I'm not driving that now's my time to shine. (laughs) I was like, well, I'll drive it. Went through it and built a, bought a motor and put in it and got all the extra pieces and parts. And if they say it's a roller, it's a ripoff, right, Wayne? (laughs) If they say I had a motor and transmission go racing, mm mm-hmm, and a million other pieces. (laughs) So we got that car and got it all together. And how he got involved and how he was out there building the body for it. It was just so exhilarating, getting prepped and pumped up and scared and ready and anticipating and couldn't wait to go around the track and, and uh, called uh, Wayne and them and said, why, why, can I come out and Larry, can, can I come out and practice while nobody else is there? Sure, buddy, come on out. It's a lot better when nobody else is there. I thought I was going out there by myself, and you go out there, and then the next thing you know, there's five other trailers pulled in. Corey, Lewis. love you, Corey. Um, wild man. I mean, just wow. But I went around the track a couple times, was kind of slow and barely cut putting around, and it just it never got any better than that, really. But it was still fun and. I mean, Wayne even raced before. It's pretty awesome to get a waist rain, Wayne. And, uh, but there's a difference in setting up there in those stands. And how he would always tell me, you know, you need to do this and you need to do that. And he said, I'm, I'm going to put an electronic, uh, like, like a, you know, what are they called, remote control cars? He wanted to do that and put the gas pedal with him and Ryan up there with the <laughs> little lever. He said, Why are you letting off? I said, You get in the car, go down there and do it Ted. If you're wondering why I'm letting off, get you some. Sit down. Buckle in. See what's up. There's a whole different thing than seeing, than being. And anybody that's never been, and you've only seen, tired of hearing it. (laughs) Don't need any more advice. Get you some. But in that exhilarating feeling, there's nothing like it put a V eight high horsepower motor on the floor and head towards a corner and you're not gonna go straight anymore. I spent out more than once, but my last time in I spent three times before I even got off the track. It was embarrassing, but I was still in the car, but and you know you go to ball anybody ever go to ball games with people? Go to ball games somebody? How many's ever been a referee? I want, I want, and I'm not talking about a make-believe one or a little bitty T-ball stuff. I'm talking about high school or middle school or something like that. Anybody ever been a referee? I want to raise a hand. Anybody in here that's been a referee? Todd, there we go back here. we got some referees here. Oh, 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 dude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope, well, yeah. most of the time you don't. <laughs> it's more of a donation. But how many's ever been in the stands... With a lot of people, it ought to have a black and white stripes on. Oh, okay. Yeah, you just get. They ought to just. It ought to be a mandate. You're not allowed to say anything unless you're willing to sit in the stands with black and white on. Gets my. I get mad at them. I, I. I get furious at a ball game. It just. The best don't come out of me, at a ball game. It just don't. I. I it's just the way it is. But. Um. Got a lot of opinions but unless you're the one on that floor making that call and volunteering your time and they might pay you some, but it still ain't worth it, is it, Todd? Right? It's, it's not worth it. Mr. Owens, it's just not worth it. It's, it's, it's like this is a rip-off. That's what you feel like when you're out there. This is a rip-off. So all of us have got all these opinions about what somebody ought to be doing. But what should they be doing? They should do the best they can. The best they possibly can. And one thing about my Simply Awesome Race shirt is, I get to go out on that track and do the best I can. And I, I mean, I really, <laughs> I make jokes all the time with Ryan. I, nobody's getting my place, and my place is last place. If somebody slows down, I'm slowing down more. They're not <laughs> going to take my spot, I'm racing for last. But I'm having a ball doing it. It's a lot of fun, and I don't want to get in anybody's way. I don't want to tear stuff up. I always said that, and I try to go to the bottom. I try to do everything I can. I don't want anybody hurt, but I won't be in the race. I just won't be in the race. And if there's anything that you need to know today, is Jesus wants you to get out of the stands and get on the track, get in the ring. Get out on the floor and referee. And be in the game. You don't have to wear a flashy, flashy shirt to do it. Be who God's called you to be. We're all human beings. Most of us. <laughs> Some's got less empathy than others. Others got more sympathy than others. But we're all human beings beings. And beings means you have life. So what I want to do is for us to practice right now to not be is you're not allowed to breathe for 60 seconds. So everybody here, we're going to do a countdown and you're not going to breathe for 60 seconds. Because people can do longer than that. Some people they'll swim down, you know, them divers and stuff, they'll be down minutes. 60 seconds is not going to hurt you. So, okay, everybody ready? 60 seconds of not breathing, and the first one to give passes out. Passes out. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty simply put. That's one that way I was going to say it, but that's good enough. You're going to pass out. So, everybody ready? We're, we're getting ready to go. You can even take a couple of deep ones to get ready. Just get prepared. It's like having a small group and you volunteer to be the, you know, the red-letter challenge group leader and you don't really know what you're doing and people's getting ready to come over your house and you're sitting there and your heart's, right, Joe Don, you're getting ready to go online live and it's like, and just like, a, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. We're not giving away the jacket. That's a, I'll, I'll, I'll find you one. Might be similar. Um, so. Everybody take a couple deep breaths. This preparation's everything. Kind of get in a zen mode where your heart rate slows down. About 40 beats a second or a minute or something like that. Anybody's heart slowing down? You okay? Just get real calm and peaceful. I get a peaceful... Easy feeling, won't we'll let you down. So, okay, three, two, one, don't breathe. I give. I can't go anymore. How much glad I gave. I started sweating. It's What in the world? That wasn't, that wasn't 60 seconds, I assure you. That might have, might have been 10. Whew. So how many tried the technique to take in a deep breath to be ready? How, how many tried that? You took in a deep breath. That's probably the worst thing you could have done. Should have took a, to be ready. What if we lived our life? With the thought of me existing and being. I can't live without him. That 15 seconds would make us be. I can't take it anymore. I have to have him. You want to be somebody? Let him live through you. Paul said, i put on Christ. He said, I die daily. I let him exist through me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So many verses in being who God's called you to be. But today we have a baby dedication. And there's nothing better to be as a pastor than a baby dedication. It's the best time to be a pastor, baby dedications. It's beautiful. I got to do a crew a couple of years ago, ledger man. He... We done him a few years ago. Leslie, if you'll put a picture up here, here's way back in uh, 1997 when this church was founded. And does anybody recognize anybody in the picture? Betty, I think, in the white in the yeah, here's Betty. We got Betty. Recognize anybody, Chuck? I hope you do. Right here. Is that be, the baby? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not 1997. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's an overinflated view of oneself. Um, <laughs> that is your mother holding that baby, <laughs> Chuck. I have no idea who those people are. I have no idea who those kids are. I I, I just don't know. Betty probably don't know. Garth probably don't remember. But I bet you one group of people that knows who that is is these people right here I don't know who they are look at this look at the look on their face and what a special moment and me being me I told everybody this morning when they come in that I was wearing that jacket because we was doing a baby dedication and I want to be memor- <laughs> memorable or a memorial to you know Memorable moment, but Ammon's probably thinking, has he got the jacket on? It's, we're going to dedicate my baby, and look at this goofball. And now I'm sitting here with a Simply Awesome Race shirt, and you're thinking, come on, man. Come on. So if we could get uh, Ammon to come up with his family and, and bring this uh, dear little baby up here, I'll, I'll at least do this for you guys. I'll, I'll put a hoodie on for you so at least he'll have the... Baby. Now's your time. Come on up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what side you're on here? You <laughs> So <laughs> kinda of feel like it, don't it? So we have our certificate. But it requires two more signatures and those two signature spots are for the mother and the father. I already did my part. I signed my part, so you guys gotta do yours and if you don't sign it then it ain't real. It's not it's not official, so it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, so you know about all those document signing things, right, I mean you probably? So if I went down to the bank and opened up an account, I probably need to have a signature, right? So, you, okay, I don't need to go any farther, right? In, in healthcare, you understand, you gotta have, you, if you don't have a signature, you better not be practicing. So Okay, so here it is. I'm not even gonna pretend I can say that name. Say it again. Uh, again? I don't think you're saying it right. Mom, go ahead. Avi, okay. So, L. Grandma, how, how about it? Say it, L. Okay. Pappy, how about it? Okay, Mammy? Avonel. Okay. Avi, yeah. There we go. The wisest guy in the group right here, and I, I, she'll be fine with that. I'm I'm sure that she will be fine with that. Um, so say it. Okay, that's the worst part about being at the bridge. You just never know when it's your time to shine. Um, <coughs> love you, Ro <Roro>. Ro. <laughs> I just said I love you. I do love you. Um, so, Avenel June Cooper. Um, how did that name come about being? June that's awesome that names are intentional and you put a lot of intentionality in that probably a few arguments right probably vetoes <laughs> yeah, yeah Bob wouldn't work that wouldn't have worked <laughs> I'm going to name her after Uncle Bob no you're not <laughs> but June's good that's like Junior that's pretty cool you, a little bit of uh, negotiation went on there so she's born and, uh, to a very special family. And born to these folks right here, and they're fine folks. We, we know them from the community, uh, just good people. Um, but in the Bible, there's several different places, and one of them is Samuel, the book of Samuel, that she couldn't have a baby for a long time and prayed to the Lord that the Lord would give her a baby and, and promised God, if you'll give me a baby. I'll dedicate that baby to your service. And she followed through with her into the deal because after she had her child, she went to the temple, synagogue, temple, and dedicated her child to the Lord. His name was Samuel. He's a prophet. He's the one that poured oil on top of King David. What if she wouldn't have dedicated him? What if she wouldn't have fulfilled what she said she would do? Pretty deep stuff. There's another couple one time, they was not really looking to have a kid yet, and all of a sudden, they're fixing to have a kid. Old Joseph over there, carpenter working, and next thing you know, wife getting ready to be, name was Mary. What's his name? What's the baby's name? And it says that when he was born, that they took him to the temple in Jerusalem and they had Anna the prophetess to hold this little baby. That Probably the community is saying, I can't believe they are like they are. And they brought that little infant into this temple. Right? You know who needs to be dedicated to the Lord? This baby. What's her name? Avi. You know who else needs to be dedicated to the Lord? Every one of us. That we dedicate our life to Him. That is being. So, in this, um, I don't hold babies. So, And I'm not going to hold babies right now because sickness is going around and all that stuff. And I'm definitely not going to get in the way of that mother right there. You, you can probably tell by the look on her face. I don't even know if Ammon's allowed to hold her or not. <laughs> so, I'm not going to get into that right now. Um, <laughs> The way this works is they have made their commitment by standing up, and some of them probably didn't want to, and I'm not going to call any of them out, but I know who's shy in the crowd and who's not, and I've already called you out more than once. But um, they are standing here as representation that they are going to be involved in dedicating this child to the cause of Christ. Does that mean she's going to be perfect? I mean Crew's perfect right now, but he's hanging out with Ledger way too much. Just so you guys know. And Ledger was dedicated to the Lord. How many knows Ledger? All right. So that that's what they grow up to be. It's it's okay. And I, I was looking this morning and I I ran across this baby dedication thing when I was digging through some stuff, but baby ledger getting dedicated a few years ago. But we're supposed to pray over this infant. But we're all in a challenge moment here as a church. So the challenge is, we're supposed to be like Jesus, right? That God is challenging us. And he's challenging this family to rear this child. The Bible says, in the admonition of the Lord. That she would grow up corrected and instructed and use the rod of correction to make it a good baby, right? And a good person and a good human. What? human being. So by the age of five, you're probably going to have to get her empathy set. You're going to have to get her sympathy set. You're going to have to. Those conditions are in the early formative years. And it's never too soon to start. She's in the ring. She's on the track. She's on the court. And life as a human being is existing now. And you have to. Condition, train, train up a way. The child should go, when they're old, they won't depart from it, train up. Those conditions are your guys as parents, first off, and sometimes you need some outside support system. These are these other folks here. (laughs) And they're there with you, and that's a beautiful thing. But sometimes raising a kid takes more than just the family. It takes a church, which is a community. And that's who we are. That's who this place is. How many feels like you're in part of a community here? It feels like family. I mean, it's just a tight-knit group of knuckleheads. <laughs> but we're, we're good doing it, right? We're good being that. So my challenge is: these people are already standing, saying they are going to take the challenge to make sure. What's your name? Avanel is <laughs> June. Sounds good. <laughs> it's like. I get in trouble for calling my little nephew "boom," but um, we're going to make sure that Miss Little Miss June is going to grow up in the admonition of the Lord, as far as a church and as a family. But is there anybody in the room that will be a partner and intentionally make a stand to say through God? and through his strength, and through my being, I want to make sure that that little baby has a community, has a church to support this family, to be a good human being through Christ. So if you're here and you're willing to take that challenge, that you will be one to say, I will stand to support them. I want you to stand. If you're willing to support these fine folks, You're going to take a stand. And this is the beautiful thing to you guys, is this picture. They took action to say, you are supported. You are loved. You are cherished. But they probably like her more. (laughs) So if you would, all of you, just take and uh, reach out your hand, and we're going to pray a blessing. She's really happy in this moment. It's okay. They're babies. They're supposed to be. So you can pray in your own prayer that you want to pray, but I'm going to pray the prayer that I want to pray, and we're just going to pray a prayer of blessing, just like Anna the prophetess did over Jesus, over the priest said over Samuel. And they just said a prayer over the baby, dedicating that child to the Lord. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, we rejoice in the joy of our salvation. Lord, we thank you that you give us the breath of life. And God, as we exist right now in this community of believers, this place called the Bridge, the church that you've established here, God, and we're so thankful that you have allowed us to assemble here together today, that you've allowed baby June to come and and to be here and to be dedicated to you. And, God, we just pray today that as a support system to this family, to this, to this family as a whole, and, God, we just pray that we would just uh, stand behind them and we would be there when they need us, God, and we would be encouragers, that we would be blessers, that we would be those that would help them to raise this baby to know you and to establish, God, her goings and, and the callings that you have on her life. And, God, I know that she's already possesses giftings, God, that you have special giftings and special purpose for her life. That the plans that you have, God, may not be our plans, but, Lord, we want your plans to be accomplished in her life. And, God, I pray today, Lord, as she grows up, Lord, that you would bless, that you would encourage, that you would strengthen. And, Lord, that you would help this mother and this father and these grandparents and these aunts and uncles and and great-grandmothers to teach this dear child your ways let your red letters of your Bible be established in her heart that she would know you that she would believe in you that she would trust in you we speak blessings in Jesus name Amen Amen what an awesome time let's give them a big hand for this new baby it's a beautiful thing as a church thank you guys so much for allowing us and it's not official until you sign it just make sure and remember that okay so what a beautiful experience and beautiful thing is the next few weeks we we have a couple more that we're going to be doing these throughout the red letter challenge and we've got multiple babies we're going to be dedicating and so we're going to do this each week it's just a symbolic thing and what a blessing it is to be in a church where the babies are here where the little crying kids are here come on somebody let's encourage these parents to say I'm glad you're here come on now I'm glad you're here and if they cry it's okay and if they walk around the floor and eat Cheetos that's good amen this carpet can be replaced we've got to love them we've got to cherish them We've got to believe in him. We've got to trust that God has a plan. So before we go, I want to make sure that everybody here has a chance to know Jesus. If you don't know him, you need to know him. And crew's coming, running. Best altar call ever when they get there before you even say it. <laughs> if you would, just bow your head and close your eyes. If you've never accepted Christ to be your Lord and Savior, you never... Confess that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And during this sermon today, during these moments of worship today, during this baby dedication today, and during that commitment you made when you stood up to said, I want to be a part of making sure that Jesus is known. The challenge is here. But to be, you need to be. And to be, you need to be. And Jesus is calling you today to be be a Christian it ain't saying you've got it all figured out it's not saying that you are perfected already and you've cleaned yourself up good enough to be worthy to come to this place you're sitting here saying I'm a messed up train wreck and I sense it right now and I know it right now that Jesus I need you and I'm willing to accept you even in this condition of brokenness I know I sense I need you in order to be he sent his Holy Spirit and he's knocking on your heart's door right now and he's asking you to simply be you're already breathing sure this body is living but are you spiritually living? That's the question. Do you know him? Have you accepted him? If you have not, right now is the moment. Don't wait any longer. Don't wait till next week. Don't say, well, I'm gonna go out and clean myself up. (laughs) We've all got a goofy looking jacket on and it's okay. It's this body. So right now, nobody looking around, nobody worried what your neighbor's thinking. It's between you and Jesus. You're here right now and he's knocking on your door and he's telling you, I want you to be. Today's your day of salvation. If that's you and you're willing to say, Pastor, I'm willing to give my life to Christ. I'm asking for forgiveness of my sins. I can't do this on my own. I need some help. I'm a sinner in need of a savior. I want you to lift up your hand if that's you. Amen. 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 Anybody else? There's others out here. You need to lift your hand and say, "That's me, sinner in need of." Say, "Amen." Thank you for those hands. Amen. Amen. There's hands. A lot of hands has went up in this room. Still hands going up. That's an awesome thing. It's beautiful. It's a commitment. And it's a challenge. You don't have to say some special prayer, and I can tell you somewhat in a roundabout way, just say, Jesus, I'm a mess, and I need you. I give you my sin because I need saved. It's those kinds of words. Just use those kinds of words. Just ask him, say, come into my heart. I trust my life to you. I want to be a Christian. And the second that your heart is accepting him like you just raised your hand, he's coming in. And he's going to start challenging you. He's going to start cleaning you up, and it's okay. And you may fail by the time you get through this door, but he's still going to be there with you because he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Even I'll go with you even to the end. There's nine people in this room that I just counted in my memory right now that raise your hand. There might be more than that, but I, I can picture right now Nine individuals just gave their life to Jesus. If that's not worth celebrating, I don't know what is. Come on somebody, let's give Jesus a big hand clap. And these people that just gave their life to Jesus, what a beautiful thing, and it's an awesome experience to get to do baby dedications and salvations, and, and just it's, it's awesome to get to see God at work in our midst. If you just gave your life to Jesus, I want I to encourage you to do one thing. Let somebody know. And it's, it don't have to be in front of everybody here. On your way home, just, just look at that person you rode with. Maybe it's when you get home that you call your mom and say, Mom, I got saved. That's, I called Aunt Mary and Mom. When I got home and got saved, I just called them to let them know. If that's you, call somebody and let them know. This service is over. And it's awesome. Go to a group this week if you haven't. If you just got the book, catch up quick. We're just now in being anyway. And start on today, if, if nothing else. And go to a group. Be a blessing to somebody this week. Encourage somebody this week. Continue to be this week. You're dismissed. Love God, love people.